When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, Brandon Harvey here with this week's episode of Sounds Good, the podcast where every single Monday, I sit down with an inspiring person and talk about happiness, overcoming struggles, and living a life of intentionality and wonder. This week, I'm so excited to share a conversation with Matt Wirtz. Matt is a singer-songwriter who's toured with acts like Hanson, Jason Mraz, Gavin DeGraw, Pfeiffer Fighting, and Ben Rector. I've long admired Matt's creativity his hard work, and optimism. And I wanted to use this episode to kind of dive deep into Matt's background, where his intentional curiosity has come from, and how he's growing in self-awareness. I love this conversation. It was so much fun. So let's just jump straight into it. All right, I am in the studio with... Matt Wirtz. <laughs> and the crowd is going wild. Welcome to the show, Matt. This, the, 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 do the people know that there's a live studio audience here? Yeah, there's thousands of people here. We're to... here in the, the, <laughs> the historic Ryman Auditorium. Um, well, I'm glad to be here, man. This is <laughs> all that to say. I'm so glad I'm to pumped. have you. Yeah, thanks for reaching out. Man, I have been a fan of yours for a long time. You have? I, and, didn't, I didn't know this. Yes, okay. I have been. Okay. And, uh, and then when I moved to Nashville... There was a day where, if I remember correctly, uh, there was somebody who uh, who bumped into me on the street. They said that they had followed me on Instagram, and they're like, "Oh, like let's get a photo together." It was super sweet, super nice. Later that day, I see that same person tweet. They say, "Today I saw Matt Wirtz oh my and Brandon Harvey, best day ever." And I was, I was like, Matt and I have to be friends now, dude. That's amazing. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that they. Th- thought you were me no because i think we kind of look similar i think we well actually so you and i hung out on election night right you came over uh with your girlfriend cadence Cadence, who's a good friend of my wife sammy yep um and you guys came over and uh just kind of like randomly i don't need oh well cadence is our neighbor right 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 Um, yeah and so you and I were wearing essentially the exact same outfit. Right. And Cadence and Sammy were wearing essentially the exact same outfit. So we took a picture. So we took a picture. And then we, uh, we, we had election night. Yeah. Kind of along those lines, your last album, you recorded in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. You basically were like, let's get away from Nashville. Right. And you've lived, wait, how long have you lived in Nashville? I've lived in Nashville for 15 years. Okay, yeah. So you're a pro. I, I well, I sh- yes, let's say yes. I'm a pro. <laughs> I'm a pro. I'm a pro at the old Nashville. I don't really know. Every year, you know, I came in, I feel like there's like different classes of like, it's almost like you have like freshman classes of like, <laughs> of like Nashville. And so um, I have seen many, many classes of freshmen in Nashville. That's so funny. So when it come, when it came to making my last record, it was like, yeah, I, I was just ready for, um, 
a change. I realized that the, the, the record that I look back on making, I, I play music, you know, full time as a, as my profession. And the, the, the record that was like, stood out to me as being one of the most special records was the one that I made after I moved to Nashville. Mm. And it was the song, it were songs that were written in a new place with new people and this excitement around like, where am I and what am I doing? And so I thought like, how can I do that again? You know, how how can I capture that same spirit of freshness and also kind of like this like healthy fear of like, I don't know what I'm doing. And so, and simultaneously I've been listening to a lot of, um, Music. I created a Spotify playlist called Wurtz Wednesday, and every Wednesday huh. I added three songs that I was like li- liking to it. It kept me accountable to be like listening to new music, and I realized after like a few years of that, I like looked at what I was adding to it. I'm like, man, this is all like pop music, and to some degree, some of it's like more indie. But I was like, where's that stuff being made? It's being made in Los Angeles. So, kind of put those two things together, and I thought like I probably need to. Um, to go to LA and and see what it's like to to, yeah. to try to like live there and create there and I'm really glad I did. I love that intentionality. It was a cool uh, experiment, you know. And I, it's funny now. I'm like, it's one of those things where everything is about process, right? It's mm-hmm. like you know, and and I came back from that like experience and wrote quite possibly the song that will would be like a greatest hits song. Uh. I wrote I wrote that here after the LA thing. Wow. So so the song called Slow Motion we wrote um after all these months spent in LA and it just kind of shows me it's like you know, I think you could look at it and be like you didn't have to go to LA at all. You wrote that song in Nashville, but it's like I look at it and I'm like actually I did need to go to LA because I needed to I needed to like put myself in that and actually like be challenged in those ways and learn to trust uh, my instincts and also be pushed and grow and learn what I can from there. That song probably wouldn't have written, been written had I not done, gone yeah. and done the L.A. thing. So, it's the importance of change. It is. It is. Do you feel like that plays into your life in addition to your career? I'm sure that it does. I mean, but at the same time, I feel like at war um, with myself because... Um, which uh, I think we'll probably end up talking about later, but um, the Enneagram, woo, ding, 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 ding. So like, <laughs> so uh, on the uh, there's this there's this personality, um, what do they call it? A personality, personality type, ta- typing thing. Yeah, that, system. Like, system. It's like nine numbers, and uh, you know you're one of nine, but then you can have like wings that are like. Uh, greatly also impacting the way that you see the world and and what you're motivated by. And I'm a seven with a six wing. So the seven is like the, um, is it the enthusiast? Yeah, the enthusiast. enthusiast. So seven, six, the six is the the loyalist and six is very security oriented and um, is kind of afraid, you know? Like Mm. uh, the, 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 the America... As a whole, is like a, a lot of six. Six is like the most common um, enneagram type in America. We're like, yeah, kind of fear. Like we're fearful of authority, but we also want authority. It's this weird it's, well, relationship. And it's, it's this because they're called the loyalists, and it's this idea that uh, that fear is their number one driver. Right. Um, 
It's the thing that keeps them up at night. It's the thing that motivates them. Um, but, uh, but they're also incredibly loyal and that's created so much of the beautiful value in America Right, is this loyalty and loyalty to family, loyalty to loved ones, loyalty to ideas. Um, of course that ever also has downsides. Sure. But it's, it's the world, right? It's like, everything's got this like two sides and I am like being challenged with the idea of the reason why we started talking about this is you asked me like, does, is my life driven by this thing of like change and, uh, you know, and so like on one hand it is new, new experiences, new thoughts, all this, but there's this other side of me that's like very, um, you're loyal to loyal to what you already have. And I'm, I'm, I'm sentimental. I'm a, I love tradition. I am like, um, so I feel at odds a lot of times internally. That's because, interesting. Yeah, and and you know the crazy thing about the world is that like both of those things are true and can exist. And like I think in a in another time I, I would have been you got to be one or the other. And it's like oh, this is just like I'm not. So it's both. Yeah, but I I do love new thoughts, new ideas. I I find that I love as much as. I love them for myself. I love sharing them. Mm-hmm. Probably get some kind of like ego stroke from being, <laughs> you know, like the guy with the new thing, you know, and like that's like pro- that's like telling everybody. But um, how did you get started as a creator? Uh, early on, it was probably like awakened by babysitters who were like good artists, <laughs> like as like as a kid, you know, like having. Um, I remember I had a babysitter named Jill. I just was like, she's an awesome artist, you know? And she would just draw things. I'm like, that's amazing. And I I was so into that. And then the church that I grew up in, we had a lot of Hallmark employees. I'm from Kansas City. Hallmark Cards is based in Kansas City. We had like a bunch of Hallmark uh, artists at our church. And like, so there was that kind of creative thing going on. And like when my parents saw that I was like, into drawing and stuff, they were like, here, go, like, why don't you go spend time with, like, Dan at Hallmark, you know? (laughs) And so, like, I, so that kind of, and my parents didn't necessarily, like, exude, like, I I didn't see, like, a ton of creativity, like, outright in them, but um, they were, like, very much, like, uh, wanting to foster and support mm. what they saw in me, and then you know, uh, you know, piano lessons started early and ended almost as early. And then <laughs> my, my mom played guitar, and so I think as soon as I was like, my hands were big enough to like form a chord, I was like um, trying to pick her guitar up and learn. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, she kind of taught me my first few chords on her guitar, and then and then I just ended up like. Um, running with that and finding some friends at school that also played. We, mm. we would teach each other like Pearl Jam songs. And did you have awesome. a goal from the beginning where you were like, "I'm gonna make it"? Or I'm no gonna... way, no, <laughs> no, I, no. Although when I was a kid, I like wanted, like I would, I was mesmerized by Michael Jackson. Like I wanted to be, I, I and there was there's the Michael Jackson thing, and then there was also this like show called kids incorporated this is like showing how old i am but it's like kids incorporated was kind of like the mickey mouse club but like for network television <laughs> and it was like on saturday mornings and it was basically like kids who were like dancing and singing and it was like my window into you know some hmm. greater like bigger 
world. Yeah, and, some and, industry almost. Yeah, and I was like, God, like I love, I love like dance and song and all that stuff. So I think if you would have asked me like back then, I would have said, Yeah, I'm gonna be Michael Jackson. And then you know, it wasn't until later that I was like started writing songs, and there was like an actual like, ah, oh, maybe you know, maybe I could write and perform songs for a living, you know? Yeah. But but never was it like this is what I've been going for my whole yeah. life. Yeah. It did it kind of because I know this is how it happened for me. It just kind of I started doing it because I liked it, and then somebody's like hey, you could do this. And then right. they like pay you money or they give you an opportunity. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have now experienced that I can do this. Right. It's The dream didn't quite work until you had the experience in some ways. And, and I'm like, this this might be the, the six in me too, but like it, it definitely helps me to have somebody call it out in me, you know? And to mm. say like, I see this like, you should do this. Now, I mean, some people are like, may, might be like more just driven and like, I don't care what people say. Like, I'm going to do this, you know? And I'm a little more like, I don't know, honestly. Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm good. Like, I'm kind of good at some stuff, but like, so are a lot of people. And like, it really takes somebody to be like, no, like, or just responds to something I put out there totally. that says like, oh, like, okay, like, I guess I'm just going to, like, do that, try that again. And yeah. before you know it, you're, you know, make you're recording a CD and I don't know. That that totally resonates with me. Yeah. I feel like everything I've ever started has just been me doing something because I'm like, oh, I, I would like this. This would be fun. Right. And then people responded. They say, I like that too. And I go, oh, okay, cool. So this is for more than me. This is for other people as well. How do I keep on doing this? Right, and then the, like then the dream starts. Where I'm like, oh, I could do this and this and this. Right, and then it becomes my own again. But I feel like there's a point where it's it's almost handed off to to outsiders. Yeah, and I say, hey, are you interested? Right, and that's that's the part that I think for that it's like so important is putting it out there. And I think especially if you're um, if you've got everything writing on like, I'm going to be a musician, this better work that can like impair you from ever putting it out there. Because what if people say like, no, like, mm. and so, but I think it's like such a critical component to put it out there. And maybe we've just benefited from not like having it like all figured out and controlled before we throw it out there. It's just been like, hey, just kind of try this. What do you think? And it's like, oh, yeah, you like that? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I I don't know. I know this much, man. If I would have gone to Belmont University and like this is what I'm going to study and like I'm going to be a a singer-songwriter, I I severely doubt that like I would have made it through that yeah i I would have run the gauntlet of like comparison to other people and like there i mean because there's some talented dudes i went to school at in the middle of a cornfield in illinois and (laughs) like there weren't very many people who were like writing their own songs and singing them yeah so i kind of like stood out in a way and i don't know my first foray into the world of creativity and, and into art was photography and i grew up in a town of like 30,000 people. Right. And when it was a college town, and so when college students showed up, it like doubled. Sure. But it's still like a tiny town. And so I only had to get a little bit good at photography. Right. For people to start praising me. Right. Because I could still be one of the top photographers in town as like 
a 17 year old who's not that great at photography. That's right. And that's the confidence I needed. You know, if right. I had gone to some art school and uh, I was in, you know, New York or LA or, or a, a photography hub, it just would not have, I wouldn't have gotten the the encouragement I needed. And I also wouldn't have gotten the attention or the, the I wouldn't have invested the time. Right. And I think it was really valuable for me to have that happen. And I actually, when I graduated from high school, I was thinking, man, I should just stay here and just run the photography scene in this right. town. I can be the best. Right. And I was considering not going to college or going to college and studying photography in town or something. Right. Um, and I'm so glad that I chose to leave, go to a bigger city and, uh, and try to, to make it in this bigger city because it caused me to grow. It caused me to push myself. Yep. But it would have probably been easy to stay stagnant in that same place. Yeah, because it's like it's yeah, it's like feeding your ego, you know. Yeah. And that's and it's it's interesting to see like what things motivate people, you know. Like you and I might have been like what we needed was people to say like you're really good and like that's <laughs> what, and, and and like some people actually would be more motivated by like someone saying like you're not very good, you know? Yeah, it's that like, interesting. Yeah, and, and, or like, yeah, but like, that's just probably our, the, whatever, like this, our sevenness is yeah. like, we love the, we love the strokes. What did you go to school for? I went to school for industrial design, which, um, that's completely not music related at all. Not music related at all. And, and for a long time, I had to like tell people what that was. I feel, I, so I'm like in the habit of, doing that it's it's like product design and, and uh the most famous product designer right now that people would know is johnny ive from a- apple you know, yeah is that like on those apple product you know videos was like this is the most like advanced titanium <laughs> body we've ever created and it's beautiful and you know and uh that's what i went to school for and at the time i was in school it was a really exciting time in product design, it was um, the uh, the Volkswagen Beetle had just been what had been re- the revamped one oh. uh, had been announced or it was out. The Audi TT, um, which is like a little two door roadster that was had come out. The Herman Miller Aeron chair, which is like the, the most—that's what I sit on at work. That that is like office. the chair. It was actually designed by an alumni from my program. Wow. Um, and the the Apple um, the iMac the the bubble iMac the the mm. candy you know so like all of those things were happening and then and then the, you know the the what happened in the wake of the the i the iMac was like everything became everything become translucent right like you've got translucent staplers translucent <laughs> like you go to, I had you a go Game to, Boy that was translucent yeah everything become tran- became translucent and. Yeah, there was there was a real um, public consciousness of wanting to buy stuff that was like it looked good, you know, yeah. it was functional, and so I, I was like, it was amazing, and honestly, I it still informs the, I mean, still informs what I um, what I choose to buy. It also like what I how I what I learned also kind of helps me, you know, how I like release albums and uh kind of brand management product management from a like music side of things and you know i'm also kind of like 
it's in the back of my mind. Like I, I think that I will probably make something someday. You know, mm. I'll probably and whether that's like, you know, independently or with somebody else. But I, I've it's, it hasn't left. Yeah, and I, I, I think it'd be fun to revisit. Yeah, and if I were to place a guess, I would imagine that you, even though you're 37, are still figuring yourself out. Oh man, like, yeah. Your podcast is called curiosity habit right and it's you know curiosity is in the name and uh and i think that's something you and i both have in common is uh a deep sense of oh my gosh let's learn this thing yeah wonder figure this out figure that out um and curiosity is such a valuable thing but if you're curious and you follow that curiosity it's not possible to stay the same person that you are that's true man it's true gosh and it's and that's where like the war inside of inside of me is like happens because I I oh. and pa- part of me is like afraid of changing too. And so, the interesting thing about that is probably the most valuable thing for that part is to stretch yourself, and and you don't want to just like you want to do it slowly. You right. want to take care of yourself, but there's yeah some real value in that. I know, I've I've definitely felt like I've been stretched a lot in the last couple years and you know just with everything that's going on um politically and socially and it's like i'm not one to just like volunteer like what i think about things i'm just kind of like yeah you know we've all got opinions like (laughs) good for you you know you got an and and i'll and i also kind of like can tell how much my ego can get in the way and start like if if i like volunteer um, something like an opinion. I'm really just like trying to bolster my own, like, like, are you with me or are you not with me? Mm. And it's this, uh, relationship of like, okay, I can get caught in like, as I'm forming hard lines around things, I'm doing the same thing that the guy on the other side of the line is doing. I'm like saying like, well, this is how, this is what I believe. And like, are you with me or not? And like, and like at that point, I'm kind of like doing the same thing that the person that I'm like pointing the finger at's doing. And I'm like, what does it look like to recognize like our sameness and um, the fact that like what's beating through your, the blood that's going through your veins right now is the same thing. We're like made up of the same molecules and everything like we're, we're like on the same rhythm. And so I, I actually, and this is like, this is kind of going off of, this is, I'm off track. I'm getting on on a pedestal, but this is something I'm like being challenged by right now. Like individuality and uniqueness and specialness, I think is like maybe, maybe um, not as important to me right now as like seeking out sameness Hmm. and, and, and um, commonality because especially in, in a in the volatility of, of our culture right now, like we don't need, we don't need more division. And when I when I put like a stake in the ground and say like this is who I am, what I think, what I believe, it's like I am like all of a sudden it's like divisive, yeah. you know. And um, I'm 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 trying to be like open. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's such a weird thing, man. I'm trying to be open, but but it's hard because I I'm also like an egomaniac likes to feel like he's right, you know, yeah. and gets, and, and gets and offended me too. and gets offended if like somebody disagrees with me. And it's like, that's something I've been thinking about a lot, especially since the election. And yeah. it's funny, you know, you and I alluded to this earlier, but we did not 
uh, vote for Trump. Right. Um, and election night, you invited me over to your house. Yeah. And you also, some of the other people at your house were people who did support Trump. Yeah. And it was actually a really, I think, healthy experience to be in this room watching the watching the votes come in and and seeing people who didn't feel the same way that I did, yep. but were like great people. Like I we, know. We, like they like queso just like I love queso. And and though there's a lot of things that are like really important issues that I would, you know, I want to really address and I think it's important to address and to to, you know, use my privilege to to speak out on, uh I don't want to forget other people's humanness in that. Yes. It's so real. And I forget that and I have to be like reminded of it. And yeah, I have a bunch of friends who think, and, and if I, the thing is, is that like, and I, I'm, I'm guilty of this. So I'm not, I'm not like saying that like, this is like how I live my life. Like, but if I just like surround myself with like people, information, um, like, you know, on down the line that like supports my ego and like what the structure that I've built to feel like a person, like this false self, this like, uh, as I walk into the world, this is who I want to be, you know, then I'm like, uh, it's a closed system, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not like, it's not saying anything other than like, I'm really afraid. And I just surround myself with people that like reinforce my beliefs yeah you know and uh and so i'm kind of like man until i don't do that i probably don't have like much ground to stand on you know what i'm saying for the longest time i think i had maybe too easy of a time just saying this is what i believe on the internet Uh. and and really that's then you're just arguing with people who like you were saying before like you're just going up against them and and you're just like the other person on the other side of this issue right and and so now i'm trying to say okay cool if i care about this you know of course one way for me to to take action on this is to use my influence to use my platform to have a conversation yeah but you know also so is like using my body to like march in the streets or to protect somebody or Mm -hmm. to make phone calls and call representatives you know uh i think that there's a lot of really practical ways that we can just prove our beliefs rather than state them and that's i feel like i've gotten really good at like figuring out what i believe and what i don't believe but if i lost my ability to communicate all of that what does it matter Right. So, and it's like, dude, wars, every war is fought around belief. Every, every war is because one person believes one thing and somebody else believes something else. And it's like, you know, there's a, John Mayer writes about that. Have you heard that yeah. song? Like, it's freaking awesome. Like, and you realize that like belief is quite different than faith and surrender. You know, belief and faith are like not the same things. And um, belief is making hard line like this is what's the way it is. And I don't know what it is, but I don't know if it's because I'm like old or because I've like seen a lot or but I just wonder I have a harder time making like definitive like statements. Yeah. Now, you know, and. Um, whether it's like, just cause I don't know, I just don't know. I don't know. 
and not not like I don't know. I haven't made up my mind, but like I don't know. The world is complicated and there's and so gray. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Exactly. That's that's like so. How do you like hold that, but then still like like show up for like 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 demand justice and like Mm -hmm. care about the poor and and like the marginalized people you know yeah and um that's the i think that's the like the thing that's good and it all comes back to curiosity too you know you can take these things that these beliefs and ideas you have but you have to constantly be curious about what are people saying on the other side yes what's an experience that would contradict this yes I know. And until I can hold their viewpoint as like as important as my own, like something is like I'm still being fed by my like self-righteous ego, you know? That's good. And if if their if that's if their viewpoint isn't as isn't as valid as mine, you know, I'm just I'm just using you know, I'm just like it's it's like I'm trying to bolster my myself, you know. And I, I just wanna be like I wanna be in a place where like it's okay if somebody doesn't agree with me and where I'm actually like making room. Now granted, there's obviously things that like this I'm not talking about I'm not talking about like sex trafficking or child slavery, you know, like things that like are obviously wrong and the way that we interpret like the world and God and everything I think is like, um, up for grabs. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And it's, and I think truth is out there. I think it's just, we all see things through these filters that we grew up with or that we have because of where we're at. And, uh, and so the goal is to get rid of those filters by continually challenging them. Yes. Yes. Man. I feel like this is actually the perfect time to transition into the part of every show where, uh, I love to ask a few of my favorite questions. Great. Um, my first question is this. How would you describe the kind of person that you most admire in the world? The kind of person that I most admire in the world is someone who is like meek and um, empathetic, who listens, doesn't react, is, is not impulsive, um, I guess the, like they exude a um, peace and um, an ease, you know, about their life. Doesn't mean that like life is easy, um, but that yeah, there's some there's some level of like rising above. It's probably a spiritual like practice. There's a there's a discipline. Um, where there's a, a real connection to God in a, or a higher power, or like however, you know, you want to, you want to say that, that, um, that is, um, changing the way that, that affects the way that they live, you know? Mm. Um, that's, I think that's, and, and that they're like motivated by that and, um, and are compelled, you know, to, to move into the world because of their, that, that connection. That's awesome. What are you consuming that you love right now? Consuming? Something that is just getting you excited, a TV show, a movie. Well, I just watched hip hop evolution, which is like a three or four part, uh, documentary series on Netflix about, 
like where hip hop came from. Wow. And um, it basically like starts. It starts from like the very like it actually like gives a little bit of like you know precursor to like pre pre when it happened just to like set the, set the table for like this is the environment this was you know this happened in and then um gets you all the way through like nwa which was like i guess no no actually gets you through dr dre's the chronic which was like early 90s right so um i i have a feeling that they're going to do like a second series a second season and then we'll be like from you know the you know what right after the chronic till whatever but it was awesome it was like really fascinating That's great um i loved that i um i love everything i mean from a from a material standpoint like i love what adidas is making right now i'm a big fan <laughs> of adidas i'm like i've been a nike i'm a sneaker guy i'm like i've been a nike guy my whole life and currently like really impressed by and like and uh inspired by like adidas is like they're making new they're like making new designs that are like becoming classics and whereas it seems like they're innovating, innovating instead of kind of just following and Nike's lead like and, and yeah, most and, people have been doing for yeah, years. Yeah, and and Nike even like within themselves is like just redoing old old designs which is awesome. They've got like this huge like, you know, bank of of copyrights that are like that are classics, you know, and it's like so valuable and they'll probably always be number one. But what Adidas is doing is like, they're like, they're like writing new hit songs. Mm. And I feel like Nike's remixing hit songs and it's like, okay, cool. You put out another greatest hits package. Like that's awesome. But like, I like, I like, (laughs) I, I like that. They're like giving me something new to listen to, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah. Thanks. Based on the ways you've chosen to step out and live your life differently, what's one thing you'd encourage someone else to do in their own life today? Take chances. Like, take chances and put yourself out there and, and like, um, and listen to people and don't listen to people, you know? Like, uh, um, yeah, I, I think that if there's something that's, like, if there's something that you can't shake, if there's, a, there, if there's like, a a drive or a passion or something that you just like can't get rid of, like just go for it, you know? And like the, like if that's not, if that's not the thing, then like somewhere along the way, you're going to like, it's going to lead you to where you're supposed to be, but like go like move. And, and, uh, we don't, we don't get anywhere like sitting around and like talking about it, the thing or like dreaming about the thing. Like you gotta, you gotta move in a direction and um yeah i think i think you know like just do it and and you can and you don't have to wait until you have the money or you don't have to wait until like the right people take note you can like get resourceful and like figure out how to make the like version 1.0 and like test it out make the make the movie on your iphone um you know, like record, like write, record the song on your iPhone, you know, like, uh, do just like use what you've got and do it. And like, hopefully the thing, like, hopefully that, and, and then share it, you know, and, and, um, and maybe if, if there's a way to remove the expectation of like, this is going to lead to this thing and that, that then that, that's going to only allow you to like, love the process more and love it more and it's going to take the 
it's going to take the like demand it's going to remove the demand off of the thing to do it for you if it's just if you love to write songs then freaking write songs and like and and that's it you know and like maybe people will like the songs too but like that's maybe not like like your liking to write songs has nothing to do with whether or not people like them it's mm. because it gives you life and like you got to do it and if there's an opportunity to share it maybe you like you like love like that's part of that closes the circle for you you know like then um take the opportunity to do that you know but i think too like knowing yourself is important you know and like doing some kind of like like becoming you know a little more aware of like what motivates you and like it will help to to know like um yeah what like what steps to take yeah so that's good yeah man Matt, this is so Dude, good. Dude, Brandon, thanks for having me, man. Dude, if if people want to follow along with you online and hear your music, what's the best way to do that? I mean, I'm on Spotify. My last name is weird. It's like Hertz Rent a Car with a W instead of an H. <laughs> so um, you can you can find me on Spotify or uh, iTunes or wherever, wherever you listen to music on the internet. And I'm on Twitter and all that stuff. It's just at Matt Wirtz. Snapchat, however, there's an underscore between my first and last name. <sighs> I didn't get there soon enough, man. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> but yeah, that's how you can do it. Amazing, man. Yeah. Dude, this has seriously been great. Thank you so I'm much, I'm so glad man. we got to do this. Great conversation. Thanks, man. Thank you so much to each and every one of you who tuned into Sounds Good this week. If you liked this episode and want to make the whole Sounds Good team smile, we'd be honored if you left a review on iTunes. It's super easy. All you have to do is search for Sounds Good on iTunes or in your podcast app and then tap write a review. It really helps people find the show and we really appreciate it. If you want a little bit more positivity in your life outside of Sounds Good, I actually send out this weekly newsletter every Tuesday called The Good Newsletter. It's got five curated good news stories that remind us that the world is full of goodness if we just take the time to notice it. You can join the thousands of people who have already subscribed at goodnewsletter.org. And this week and every week, you can find and share the episode page for this week's episode of Sounds Good at soundsgoodpodcast.com. This show, Sounds Good with Brandon Harvey, is part of the Gradient Podcast Network and is greater than collaboration between Gradient and I. And with that, that's a wrap for this week's podcast. I'll see you around the internet at Brandon Harvey Everywhere, and I'll talk to you next week when we get the opportunity to learn from another inspiring person. Sound good?